We've got a juicy show in store for you today. We're going to be talking about things like how to overcome bad habits that don't serve you and getting your book done, how to instead make really powerful decisions with consistency so that you don't have to rely on like external motivation to write your book, but you can use what works from the inside instead. Stay tuned. It's all coming up next. Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. If you've decided you want to write a book, but every time you try to move forward, that nasty voice in your head just fills you with confusion and self-doubt, you're not alone. In fact, almost every aspiring author I've met has told me they get played with the same paralyzing thoughts. But I have good news for you. It doesn't have to be this way. We've created four powerful programs and services to help you get your book done this year without the struggle. Our proven processes have helped more than a thousand authors get their books written and published, and it's your turn. So if you're ready to get unstuck, I invite you to schedule a complimentary consultation with us. We'll determine what your biggest obstacles are and recommend the program or service that's the right fit for you to finally get your book done. The confidence and clarity that you desire is literally just one phone call away. To book your consultation, visit bookstrategysession.com. Again, that's bookstrategysession.com. Let's do this. Welcome to today's episode where we're going to be talking about peak performance for authors. And I am super excited because I've got today with me um, probably a newer um colleague, associate, friend, uh, you know, sole companion, like the first time we ever spoke, we're like, oh my gosh, like, you're amazing. You're amazing. Um, But he is Brian Mariani. He is my guest today, not an author himself, but he is committed to creating opportunities for people to have partnerships that nourish life-changing, transformational, life-giving ideas and bringing those into the world. His real commitment in life is to leave all things better than he found them. And he does that through connection, creation, and collaboration with amazing authors and people like you all here. So I'm excited to bring Brian uh, here to you today. So welcome, Brian. Well, thank you, Christine. I, um, I couldn't help but being incredibly humbled with that introduction. Um, very eloquent. And I do remember the first time we met and it was something I'll never forget. And uh, I think the most important thing that I remember about that conversation was the space that you created for me to just be me and to allow the connection to happen and to find the alignment and then ultimately create this partnership where we're looking for ways to not just support authors, but really create uh, opportunities for 
as you said, transformational ideas uh, to get out to the world. Yes, yes, yes. And one thing that that takes from a lot of people is to kind of really be operating at that peak level, right? The way that we give what we're here to give and do what we were put on this earth to do is not by operating, you know, in this place of half mast and, you know, slugging through and things being hard. Like that's not where we're really living our divine destiny, right? We're living it when we really feel like we're in that place of peak performance and like on our game and like things are just happening and flowing and it's amazing. And we're like constantly, you know, awed by what's unfolding in front of our eyes and our life. But, um, I'm, totally getting excited about just the whole concept. <laughs> Me too. What I'm, to I'm you, what to you would you say is peak performance, especially, you know, as it might relate so, to our authors in the audience? Yes. Uh, so this is really, um, for me personally, a question I'm constantly asking myself every day, multiple times a day. And I would invite anyone who's in the space of being an author or someone who feels they, uh, they have an idea that deserves a book or um, someone who just wants to do something better or be happier. If you're not asking yourself this question of what is my peak performance, uh, at least on a daily basis, um, you're probably not quite in the game yet. And when I think about peak performance, um, what really resonates to me is that if you have um, bad habits already in your life and there are things that you're doing that are not serving you, you're much more likely to make the next bad decision. And one of the kind of examples that I, that I think really speaks to this um, potentially fairly well is let's say you go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night, uh, you know, maybe you're, you stay up too late, maybe you drink too much, whatever it is. Oftentimes that next morning, you may go for a food choice that uh, you wouldn't usually go for during the week or Maybe you even have a drink, you know, in the middle of the day because you're hungover or whatever that looks like. In other words, because you have kind of snowballed some bad decisions, you're much more likely to carry that into the next day. Whereas let's say you go through your week, you start on Monday, you're eating good food, you're going to bed, you know, at a reasonable time, you're getting good sleep. Um, your habits are kicking in by Wednesday or Thursday you're really potentially kicking into that moment of your own peak performance where you're starting to make the next best decision. And so where does peak performance really evolve to? When you don't have those gaps of, let's say, a weekend of bad decisions or a snowball effect of bad decisions on top of bad decisions where you have that consistency where you can still explore and have fun and let loose and take a break and relax and be lazy, but you're always operating on the foundation of the habits that really serve you best. That is probably like the most brilliant uh, definition, description, understanding of peak performance that I've heard when it, cause it really drills down to like the exact 
person and the decisions that they're making. It, like, I love that you didn't come at it. Like it's some, you know, formula and everyone needs to do this and everyone needs to, you know, like do the Tom Brady vegan diet or whatever it is to be a peak performer. Right. It's, um, it's very, very individual. So I'm curious because I'm sure that we probably have some people who are listening who may be having the experience that like, okay, Monday, they say they're going to work on their book and maybe they do and it's fun. But then Tuesday comes around and they say they're going to work on their book and maybe they don't. And then yes, Wednesday, it gets even harder. Third, the next thing you know, it could be weeks. It could be months. It could be years. In some cases, I know for some of our listeners, it's decades, right? That they've sort of um, gone down the, the downhill snowball um, of not making the best deci- decisions. So for the person who might be in that place of like having an awareness right now, as they listen to us, that they have been in sort of the snowball of not great decisions um, in regards to their book, their writing, staying on it. Like how, like, what can you offer to them that might help them get a little, um, you know, opening to do something different tomorrow or even later today? Yeah, you know, Christine, this is really, this is an exciting question because we really get to merge the most cutting edge science and knowledge that we have today with really practical, simple daily activity. And it's not that we didn't know this stuff for thousands of years. It's just that we now have the technology to prove it and to see it where it's not just an opinion. And and what I mean by that is there's there's a very real thing that's pervasive, uh, I think especially um, this may resonate with uh, the authors in your community, and I think far, far beyond that. And that's something that I'm just going to kind of refer to as motivation syndrome. And it's, it's the Monday effect, or it's the conference effect, or it's the, you know, motivational speech or weekend or whatever that looks like where there's a fire in you that gets lit up. But because it still is resonating in the realm of motivation, you can lose it if it starts on a Monday after a good weekend or a good call or a good training. And the reason why is that motivation alone can't carry you through the creation of a new habit. And the reason why is that you are relying on somebody else to inspire you. And until until you recognize that those outside forces can be important and can can be helpful and it's absolutely essential to have a team and a tribe and a community, whatever, uh, you know, word or um, thing resonates with you, it ultimately is up to you to write the program of your life that lights you up. And to bring the science into this, let's say you want to be an author. Let's say you feel like you have an idea or a story that you want to get out to the world. And you have a day where you get really jazzed up and and you write, but then you lose it and you, and you don't do it consistently. Well, there's, there needs to be a recognition that there's something off in your programming and that we don't need to be negative. We don't need to be 
upset or that that's some kind of a failure. It's just a simple recognition with as little emotion as possible. And the knowledge that that person, you, I, anybody on planet earth can take the self-responsibility to write a new program and say, I'm a great author. I write consistently every single day. I love when I write consistently every single day. And what science has proven without a shadow of a doubt is that when you take self-responsibility and when you take the acknowledgement that it's your responsibility to write that program into your brain, it will take effect. Will it take effect after a day, a week, two weeks, three weeks? Science tells us that approximately around three weeks of consistent self-talk, literally recreating or creating a new program in your brain, it will come into effect and you will see a dramatic difference in the area that you're trying to improve in. Very well said. And I have a question. Um, yes, of course. Because you talked about something very powerful that I that I don't want us and our listeners to miss, and to maybe see if you can offer you know some deeper insight into that. And that is, you talked about observing with as little emotion as possible. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been working with authors now since two thousand four, so I'm eighteen years into this game, and I've seen a lot. And I also, and I don't, I shouldn't refer to it as a game. I'm 18 years into this work because it is beautiful, amazing, blessed work. It is not a game for us, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's serious work that we do over here for our clients. Um, And I have seen and done a lot of work around helping authors really kind of shift that because sometimes the emotion really does like there might just you know they might have a bad day where maybe they feel like they you know wrote a paragraph that was just like junk and they couldn't use it and you know there's this one little thought of like oh, I'm not a good writer right but then unfortunately they can take that and like really have a party with it if you know what I'm saying and not really a super fun party um, but a party that doesn't really help them because the emotion can just kind of grab hold. And then every other time that they felt like a failure or that they're not good enough or that, you know, who's going to listen to what they have to say Um, and all of the stuff that I know authors go through, right? Um, They can go down that sort of like emotional wormhole into this place of, you know, oh, forget it. I'm not worthy. No one's going to read it. You know, it's not good enough. And, you know, they they could be the next New York Times bestselling author, right? Really? Um, So when you talk about observing with, you know, as little emotion as possible when they notice themselves perhaps having a day where it's like, oh, that didn't go well. Um, What insight can you offer um, for someone to help kind of navigate or or be with the emotions without being taken um, into the abyss with those emotions, which I know sometimes happens for writers? You know, I'm really, I'm really happy you highlighted that. because it, it is so central to, to what we're um, speaking to. And, you know, I know not everyone cares about numbers. Some people do, some people don't, but I'll just share this again. This is an opinion. This is, this is what our most cutting edge science is, is proving. 
uh, every day that even the best environments, even if you grew up with loving parents, even if you grew up with a school system that appreciated you and acknowledged you, a, a learning and a familial uh, evolution that was kind and generous and acknowledging to you, even that person still grew and evolved through an environment that was at least 70% negative. So I bring that into this conversation to say that, that don't beat yourself up <laughs> when, when, that, when that negative voice comes in and, and don't, take it, don't take it so seriously. Don't give it life by, I love what you said, by, by creating a party out of that negative thought, you're giving it life. And, and what is true is that if you practice the responsible ability that when that negative thought comes in, that you counteract it with literally the opposite of it. So let's say you're writing and you come to a roadblock and you feel like you can't write anymore. And that little thought, that little voice comes in and says, I'm a bad writer you take the responsibility and the consciousness to say, I'm a great writer right there. And you nip it in the bud, boom. And simply by doing that over and over and over, you can eliminate and put away the program that was, I'm a bad writer and institute the new program, I'm a great writer. So it's really the acknowledgement that it just takes practice and time. And I think we can all relate to, or I hope we can all relate to one experience where we put in practice and time with a specific skill. Uh, let's just say, you know, I'll, I'll give an example for myself, shooting a basketball. The first time I shot a basketball, I was horrible at it, terrible, just the worst. But eventually over time, when I shoot a basketball towards a hoop, it probably goes in around 30% of the time, which is pretty good. And the only reason why that happens is consistent practice. And there's absolutely no difference with what's going on in our brain. There's no difference between the program that I instituted into my brain that allows me to shoot a basketball and make it and the program in my brain or anyone's that says I'm a great writer. I'm hearing a word inside of what you're saying that you haven't actually said, but I'm going to speak it and just sort of see where it lands with you. And that is the word like discipline, right? Because you're talking in the moment. And I remember, I think I was first introduced this to this concept um, probably over 20 years ago when I was living in Los Angeles. I was taking a course with a friend of mine and she really tried to get us in the habit of saying, cancel, cancel, delete, delete. Like if some like thought popped in or you know, we were like finding ourselves going down this rabbit hole of, of negative thinking thought that wasn't going to serve us. She's like, as soon as you catch it, just say out loud, like cancel, cancel, delete, delete. And she had us like do this little like Xing kind of motion with our hands, like, and sweep it away, cancel, cancel, delete, delete, and sweep it away. And it was like my first experience really where I was like, oh, I can just cancel, delete and sweep away whatever I just thought. And choose a different thought. It, you know, this was, like I said, decades ago that it really started. 
um, you know, right. kind of just landing in my in my being. But it takes discipline, right, to catch yourself mm -hmm. in the moment because the default is to have that party, right? Like the pity party, not the not the you know passion party, the pity party. Um, so, what are your thoughts on you know just discipline um, as part of this process of really achieving peak performance as an author? Um, just curious to hear your thoughts. So the discipline is so important. And I, I just want to bring one other element in here. Um, and that is that our human brain created the computer. Now, I, this is not something I thought about until you know a few years ago. But just, just think about the concept not the concept, but the reality that our human brains, that some human brains on this planet got together and created the computer. Why do you think that happened? Because we created the evolution from, you know, the, the wheel to, you know, uh, getting running water through a home and sewer systems and cities and airplanes, all these incredible inventions, but why did we create the computer? Because it's the closest thing that we can look at that's our brain. What do you do with a computer? You write programs that then, that then actually do what the program is telling it to do. And so I just think that's a really practical way that helps me kind of just really own the truth that I can put the program into my brain that I want because that's how I want my life to go. And the other piece here is that every person on the planet learns their first language through sound. How miraculous, how amazing is that? You learn, everyone learns their first form of language through sound. So why would it be any different at any other point in our life? Yes, it might be a little bit harder at 50 than it is, you know, at one years old, because there's a lot more stuff in our brain, but it doesn't mean that it's not at all possible because it absolutely is. And the, the, how is it possible is through discipline. So write that word down if you haven't written it down yet. And if you're driving, don't write it down now, but just take it sort of into your, into your being. And, and really, I love this idea of, or not the idea, but just the concept, the reality that, you know, the computer is like, operates kind of like a brain operates and it is run by programs. And rather than, you know, going online and downloading whatever it is, you know, Microsoft Word into your computer and running that program, um, when it comes to your brain and your thinking, like you can actually choose the programs that it runs. Um, which mm -hmm. is very empowering and absolutely a piece of the puzzle um, for experiencing peak performance as an author. Um, is there anything more that you want to say about that before I ask you another question? So I, I would just say that um, in my own experience of life, it's, it's never just one, <clears throat> one area. And I think this is really important. People get locked in like if I just solve this one thing, I'll be happy or I'll be better or I'll have this or I'll have that. And I found that you really have to look at three areas and I kind of categorize them as know my body, 
is one area, shift my mind is another, and own my future is another. And the reason why I, I do that is that you, you probably won't find success or mastery, certainly in writing a book or uh, achieving success um, in that area, if you don't have great health, if, uh, if you don't have some alignment spiritually, whatever that looks like for you, and if you don't solve the financial aspect of the creation of success there. Because let's say you write a best-selling book and, okay, you've achieved some, some alignment in your purpose, you've achieved the financial success, but you don't have the physical health aspect, even with those other two um, verticals really being in the realm of achievement, how can you enjoy them if you don't have your health? So I just wanted to bring that into the conversation to say that everything, all these things that we're talking about, especially in the realm of peak performance, it, there needs to be a balance between the physical health, um, the spiritual alignment, whatever that looks like, and um, the, the financial aspect. Well said. And actually, when you head over to the show notes, you will be linked to Brian's website where you can actually um, register to do a consultation with him. And the website is, in fact, no shift own, which is, you know, the first words of all the statements you just said. Um, but all that information is over on the show notes. So please do go check that out to learn more about Brian and maybe sign up to have a conversation with him to see how he might be able to help you in the areas of connection, creation, and collaboration. And I do have one more question coming up for Brian. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you're feeling inspired by what you're hearing and want to turn your book idea into written and published reality, we've got four powerful programs and services to help you get your book done this year without the struggle. Our proven processes have helped more than a thousand authors get their books written and published. So if you're ready to get unstuck, I invite you to schedule a complimentary consultation with us. The confidence and clarity that you desire is literally just one phone call away. Visit bookstrategysession.com. Again, that's bookstrategysession.com to get your complimentary consultation scheduled and get your book done. So the last question that I want to ask you, Brian, is how I wrap up all of my shows. And that is like, from everything you've talked about today, and I really feel like some of you could maybe listen to this episode over and over and over again, and just continue to extract more out of what Brian said and get another layer every time you hear it. So some of you might do that. Um, but for those of you that may not listen to this episode on repeat, um, Brian, what is the most important thing you want everyone to take away today as we talk about you know, peak performance for authors? Like, What's the most important nugget you hope they all take to heart? Well, thank you, Christine. Um, I am truly honored and humbled with this opportunity to, to speak with you and to connect with your audience and community. It's, um, it's a really special moment for me. And I, I, I would leave everyone with this kind of uh, invitation, and that is to really own that you are extraordinary. And, I, and I, don't, I don't want that to be taken flippantly. I certainly don't want it to be taken lightly. 
Um, because I know in my own experience of life that when I took ownership of that, and that's not in any kind of ego way, it's really just to say, we are all, we are all a miracle in our own way. We all have very unique gifts. And uh, for me, the word extraordinary really lights me up. I don't know if that works for everybody, but my invitation is to say that you are extraordinary and take ownership of that because when you do, you'll figure out a way, uh, and I'll use a little bit of an, an analogy here. Think about, think about yourself as a vessel and let's, let's call that a ship. And everyone has the opportunity to be out at sea. And it, there's a lot that happens out in that sea and it can be confusing and it can be, you can get lost and there can be tragedy and loss and there can be uh, exciting things and beautiful things that you see. But really, if you're someone who has an idea and certainly if you have an idea that you feel compelled enough to, to write and to create a book that goes out into the world. When you take on that you are extraordinary, you will actually set the sail of that ship in the direction that you ultimately want to go. And you'll be able to express yourself in the highest and best way that you were always meant to do. Mm. I love it. I feel like that's the perfect way to wrap up the show. I hope all of you will take that to heart. You are extraordinary. And like you said, not like in an ego sense of the word, but like literally we are all as human beings, extraordinary. So thank you, Brian, so much for your time and your presence um, here for this episode today. I really appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you, Christine. And of course, I want to thank you, my listeners, for being a part of this amazing Get Your Book Done community and for being the type of person who cares enough about you and your book to take time out to listen to this episode today, because you just took a big step to set yourself up for success as a transformational author. So well done. Until next time, write powerfully. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.